And a very happy Kokomo Friday to all of you out there. Get ready for a nice Father's Day weekend. What's up? It is June 15th. It is Friday. We've got a case of the Fridays here on Fantasy Baseball. Today we're going to give you our favorite two-star pitchers for Week 12. We're going to talk about everything from yesterday. And Scott and Chris, if you're good, if you're well-behaved, mm-hmm. it's all it's all on you today. We will play the Fantasy Feud later. Oh! But this is like this is like me uh, tempting my son with uh, getting to watch Curious George. I don't know why Scott would be excited for that because he always loses. <laughs> I do not always lose. I lost to you the last always, time we played. The last two times, at least. Oh wow, at who's least. counting? What, 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 we only played once this year. Uh, we played twice. Okay. Oh really? Okay, good. So we'll, no, no, we'll you did. You did something that wasn't the feud, but it was basically. I, I don't think we're being. Oh, well the leaderboard, right the leaderboard trivia. Okay, no, you're not being right. good enough. We have to get, we have to get <laughs> moving. We have to pick up the pace. So we're going to start with Thursday's standouts, which will be David Peralta and some others. We'll also talk about Brandon Nimmo, who homered yesterday, but boy, he's striking out a lot. Carlos Rodon, Tyson Ross, Karis Davis, um, Reese Hoskins is hitting well. Andrew McCutcheon is carrying your fantasy team lately. Uh, Trevor Story's strikeout rate is pretty low for him. We'll talk about that. We got uh, not much in the bullpen. Your emails at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com and weekend streamers and uh, two-star pitchers. Okay, here we go. David Peralta, 71% owned. He has already matched last year's home run total. Peralta has, he hit two yesterday, one off a lefty, his third off a lefty this year. Uh, 14 homers this year, 279 batting average, two steals. And his career high is 17 homers in 149 games. So, Scott, how legit is David Peralta? He is currently the number 25 outfielder in points, number 22 in Roto. He's, and I think it helps sometimes to give the, the pace stats, uh, just helps put it in perspective. He's on a 33 homer pace now. So, he has been an awesome power hitter this year. And he has, at least heading into last night's game, I can only imagine it's approved since then, but he's uh, the second highest hard contact rate among qualifying hitters. So wow. he's hitting the crap out of the ball. Ooh. I don't know, despite that, I don't know that he should have as many home runs as he has because he has that sub-30% fly ball rate that normally keeps guys like Christian Yelich and Eric Hosmer, normally keeps their home run totals at bay. I... I think that pace is going to have to slow. I also, I, I imagine I'm going to say something that will annoy Scott. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> Brave suck. Um, yes. But also, um, I've noticed something weird with the hard hit data at Fangraphs. Ooh, yeah. You know, I year. saw you tweet about this. I'm glad you that brought it, this up. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's making me, qu- like, I think it was Chris Swick, our former colleague, who said... That it every time he goes to a player's Fangraphs page, it seems like they have a career hard hit rate, and so, you know, I had noticed the same thing, so I wanted to look into it league wide, and the league wide hard hit rate is up to thirty five percent this year, which is like, I think the previous high over the last decade was thirty one point eight percent. 
It's a big jump. It's yeah, that's a ten percent jump, and it's possible that everyone is just hitting the ball harder. But like the that soft contact, unlikely. yeah, the soft contact rate league wide is not up. So that seems to suggest to me that there's some kind of classification error going on now. A 10% jump for David Peralta still doesn't get him to 49.2%. But, you know, the the majority of that jump has come from medium contact. You know, they, the fan graphs splits it up, soft contact, medium contact, hard contact. And maybe he is just maximizing his efficiency as a hitter. And But, well, I mean, it's still like even if, even if the data is skewed, he's still second in the majors. Right, and he's 26th in the majors in average exit velocity so he is hitting the ball hard mm-hmm. i just i think that maybe overstates it a little bit and you know and, and then you have the caveat of it's it's two and a half months you know we have all these skill-based indicators but you can get hot in a way that makes it seem like your skill level has incre- increased all right let me, and my uh, guess is david peralta probably isn't that much of a better hitter let me let me get in here peralta would you drop jay bruce for david peralta Probably should at this point. I'm fine. I've, I've been, I've been reluctant to downgrade Bruce, but plantar fasciitis and eventually they're going to have a crowded outfield. Would you drop Yasiel Puig for David Peralta? No. I don't think I would, no. Would you rather have David Peralta or Shinsu Chu? Peralta. Chu, by the way, has like a 28 game on base streak right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Chu, he's a top, he's been a top 15 outfielder, I want to say, in points leagues this year. Uh, I would guess Peralta hasn't. He has it. Peralta's 20, 25th in points, 22nd in Roto. That might yeah. be a Chu in points, Peralta in Roto kind of deal. It might be, yeah. Yeah. Now, if you play in an OBP Roto league, maybe it's Chu across the board. But Peralta, I mean, 14 homers is pretty damn good. All right. Any other standouts, guys? We are uh, running behind pace for Fantasy Feud, by the way. Any other standout? We're going to talk oh. about all the pitchers. So, yeah, I got I got a huge pitcher standout. Hit me with Somebody it. Somebody I really want to get into. Oh, wait, can I guess? Can I guess? Go ahead. It's either Lance Lynn or Domingo Armand. I'm going to go with Domingo Armand. It's Domingo Armand. Scott last swinging strike is, white. Is less than 40% owned. Uh, that's going to change because he's a two-star pitcher this upcoming week, but I am I think it should change permanently because he, heading into last night's game, he had if he if he if he had the innings to qualify, he would have had the sixth best swinging strike rate in baseball. So you know, basically Scherzer, Sale, Degrom, uh, Luis Castillo's up there, uh, and like Noah Syndergaard, those are the guys ahead of him. And then he got 26 swinging strikes yesterday, 10 more than his previous high. So like he has been elite bat misser and. With three pitches that are capable of doing that. I mean, a lot of young pitchers straight out of the minors don't have three pitches, period. And he's got three who, that are good at getting swings and misses. I, I think he could explode here. Yeah. Look, he's got really good stuff. I, I do worry with Armand that it might be a little bit of a roller coaster. And I completely agree that 40% is too low. Like, you'll ride the roller coaster. But sometimes he just, you know, like his his last two his last three starts now have been pretty good. The three starts before that were terrible. They were against Oakland, at Texas, and at Houston. Um, I don't know that he'll be as good as his stuff, but Scott, I totally agree. Domingo Armand under owned at forty percent. 
And two starts next week are Seattle and at Tampa Bay. Seattle could be tough, but at Tampa Bay should be pretty good. Um, and Chris, do you have a standout? I'm I'm just realizing Domingo Herman was a uh, was a Marlins prospect, so I, I'm trying to figure out what <laughs> happened there, and I can't focus on anything else right now. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. Okay. Uh, Marlins love to give away pitchers. Martin Prado and David Phelps. Good job, Marlins. <laughs> Let's take a look at oh, that was a while ago. Let's take a look at uh the the favorite two star pitchers. Just we'll explore this list a little bit deeper, but owned in less than seventy percent of leagues who or I'll okay, I'll make an exception for Caleb Smith, he's seventy two percent owned. Who are uh one or two two star pitchers that you would like for next week? Well Domingo Armand's top of the list. Yeah. Uh, after that, I know he brought up um Andrew Suarez, who has really good matchups. I just, I don't trust the pitcher at all. Like, if you want to play the matchups that hard, fine. It, he's not for me. I think I'd rather go Dylan Covey, who I, I see as a high floor pitcher. Like, I don't think he's a guy who mixed league owners should ever really look to in a one start week, but two starts. I think one of the matchups is a good one. Yeah, versus, well, at versus Oakland, Oakland is middle of the, the road. Yeah. It's not great. Um, but um, best ground ball pitcher in baseball he's been this year. So yeah. that, that, should uh, avert disasters. And Carlos Rodon is 70% owned. He probably needs to be owned, uh, I would say, universally at this point. I don't know if I love starting him this week at Cleveland versus Oakland, but he needs to be owned. Yeah, Rodon, okay start yesterday. Uh, not a lot of strikes, but he's shaking off the rust. So Caleb Smith is, is at San Francisco and at Colorado, so, so and he's – a little dinged up, but he's going to make his next start. So maybe he's a risky start because of the at Colorado and the little plus sign next to a little medical plus sign next to it. But just rest of season. Oh, I'm sorry. It's bereavement list. So I hope everything's okay with Caleb Smith, but it's not like a arm injury that's going to linger. Um, rest of season, would you rather have Caleb Smith or Armand Marquez? Oh, Caleb Smith. Wait, I don't think that's close. You mean <laughs> Domingo Armand? Domingo Armand. I'm reading okay. the two-star pitcher list. Yeah, that was kind of a Armand Marquez. Where, where did that. Marquez come from? Okay, yeah, I would rather have. I think he'd rather have Caleb Smith in points league. Well, no, they're both relief pitcher eligible, right? Yeah. Uh, we haven't talked about that much for Armand. I think I'm ready to take Armand now. Okay, Domingo Armand. Domingo. <laughs> we get a new version. All right, cool. Those are your two-star pitchers. Hey, Chris, tell us about the newsletters. They're really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, we have a fantasy baseball today newsletter and a fantasy football today newsletter, and uh, I send those out pretty much every day, especially for the football one moving forward into draft season. You'll get all of our latest content right into your mailbox, and uh, you know it's it's nice. You get a little blurb from me explaining everything that's going on. I write a little bit. I give you all of our best stuff from Scott White, Heath Cummings, Dave Richard, Jamie Eisenberg. I give you the most recent Fantasy Baseball Today podcast or Fantasy Football Today podcast. Yes. And there are other very good uh, newsletters under the CBS Sports umbrella that you should check out as well. Okay, and here are the URLs. If you want the Fantasy Baseball Today newsletter, which will help you get an edge on your competition, go to cbssports.com slash fbtdaily. cbssports.com slash fbtdaily. And if you want the Fantasy Football Today newsletter, go to cbssports.com slash fftdaily, cbssports.com HQ daily for the HQ newsletter. We got a lot of really good stuff. Pick six daily, so whatever. cbssports.com slash fbtdaily. That's the one that most of you are going to want. And we have sportsline.com, which has some extra fantasy content for you. 
Uh, it's got some gambling, co- a lot of, it's a gambling site basically, so it's got a ton of gambling content for you. Picks games, got computer simulations, got experts, got great stuff. Sportsline.com could be a great resource for you. It's $10 a month, but, which is really, really inexpensive for something like this, but if you want your first month for just $1, go to sportsline.com. I think it's sportsline.com slash join, and the promo code is pitch. Promo code's pitch on sportsline.com, so that's, uh, for $1 for your first month. Again, on sportsline.com slash join, the promo code is pitch. Let's rank some fringy starting pitchers, which include Domingo Armand, Michael Fulmer, Vince Velasquez, very good start yesterday, Lance Lynn, pretty good start yesterday, Frankie Montas, ugh. Domingo Herman. So Fulmer, Velasquez, Lynn, Montas, Herman. That's how they're ranked in ownership. What do you think, guys? I think uh, Velasquez uh, is my favorite of this group. Inconsistency is still the primary uh, issue for his game. I would say it's the primary thing that defines his game at this point. But when he's on, he looks unhittable. And... I think he's had some bad luck this season. Like, I know he's coming off a really bad start. He was brilliant yesterday. He was really good before that. And he has a, a 3-5-3 FIP, a 3-4-6 Sierra, a 3-5-5 XFIP. Every peripheral that you want to choose points to him being a very good pitcher. Uh, tons of strikeouts, better control uh, than he's had at various points in the past. So I, in terms of upside, which is all I really care about at pitcher, I think he's the best option there. All you really okay. Uh, I would take. <laughs> I, I think if the biggest concern about Velasquez is consistency, and it it is, I think I'd rather have Domingo Armand than Velasquez. Even consistency. I, I mean, thy name is Domingo Armand. Well, Velasquez has one good pitch, right? We're confident he has one really good pitch, and he's part of the, a big reason for the inconsistencies is. Uh, the lack of variety there. And Domingo Herman, Herman clearly hasn't beaten that area. I don't, I don't know, like, I feel like, I feel like the expected scenario for both is very similar. And Herman's best case scenario, I think, is much better. You know, it's interesting. I actually really like this list, except for Frankie Montas, I guess. Although, Montas is at San Diego next week, so you may not want to discard him. He had a terrible start against Houston. A lot of pitchers struggle against Houston. Um, but, Fulmer at Cincinnati next week. Vince Velasquez has St. Louis at home this week. Lance Lynn's the only one. I, I don't mind Lynn long term. I know Scott, you know, Scott's been more of a Lynn, uh, promoter than anyone else. He's 50% owned. He's maybe turning it around. One walk to nine strikeouts yesterday was very encouraging, but he's among the lead leaders in walks. Uh, but he's got Boston next week, so we're not going to start him. Montas, 48% owned at San Diego. Armand, 40% owned. The only one on this list with two starts. So if you want to play it week by week, then maybe your mom's your guy. But, you know, we were just talking about Velasquez not too long ago as, like, you got to add him because he's got yeah, so Yeah, I mean, potential. he deserves to be more than 66%. He's probably, like, Fulmer's the most owned at 78. He should probably be the third most owned. Okay, so it's it's either Velasquez or Mon Fulmer or Mon Velasquez Fulmer. Is that where we're at? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Let's get to the big news. Doing pretty well here on time. Minnesota sent Miguel Sano not to Triple A. They sent him okay. to not not they sent him to Double A. No wait, they didn't send him to Double A. This is they this sent is him not. to Single A. This like it doesn't matter what. Like I've seen a lot of talk of like oh they sent him to Single A. That's a really bad sign. It's it's nothing. 
No, I think they like, wanted him to be with like a hitting right. coordinator that they liked, right? Yeah, they, that's their spring training facility in Fort Myers. Right, so they right. they want to get him extra coaching. That's all. Like the the they sent him to single A. It looks worse than going to triple A, but unless he actually is like, I can't believe they sent me to single A. I'm broken now. No, it he, doesn't matter. He actually was very, uh, you know, he, he, he said he a lot of struck. good things. Yes. So your uh, your Miguel Sano voice sounded like Derek Zoolander. <laughs> a center for ants. I think that's that's how we all picture Miguel Sano talk. Yeah. And, and the problem with Sano, as we know, is that he can't turn left. But also, Sano's in single A. Is it safe to drop him, or do you want to stash him? I would hang on to him in a twelve team league. You're not. You're probably not going to find a hitter with the kind of upside he has. Like in a, I think a standard roto lineup league, you'd hold on to yeah. him. He's but gonna, a head-to-head lineup league. I was already close to dropping him. There. Yeah, unless like he's just broken now, which happens sometimes. You know, Rugnetador is just broken now. <laughs> yeah. If if that's the case with Miguel Sano, then he's not going to be back anytime soon. But I would guess as soon as he starts showing signs of life down there, he'll be back up. Okay, so Sano, eighty-three percent and I'm very clairvoyant. I dropped him two nights ago, so take that. Um, but it wasn't just to know. Longoria broke his finger, and Matt Chapman is having an MRI on his right hand, and that hand has been bothering him since spring training. So we lost three third basemen yesterday. Um, Adrian Beltre is 71% owned. Jamer Candelario is 66% owned. Uh, that that one's crazy to me. Yeah. I really I, like the season Jamer, Jamer Candelario is having. I think both of those guys, I mean, Beltre is not health, or is generally not healthy. Yeah, in this world anymore, yeah. but I think that's still too low now. That yeah, he's I mean, playing. he's been playing more than I feel like they advertised he was going to play coming off the DL. Ryan Healy is third base eligible. He's 58% owned. Would you rather have Candelario or Beltre or Healy? Candelario is my favorite of the three. I'd rank them that way. Candelario, Beltre, Healy. Yeah, I think it depends on what my team needs. Healy's going to be the best power hitter of that group. We dig a little bit deeper. We got Matt Davidson. Um... Nick Senzel is still 40% owned. Derek Dietrich, he sits against lefties. Uh, Ryan McMahon, no, we don't want him. It gets pretty crappy after that. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Jed Jerko is 15% owned. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Matt Duffy is 12% owned. He's been leading off. Yeah, at least he plays. Yeah. Yeah, he's been, he's been pretty, you know, okay lately in the deep league sense. Now, Alan Hansen could gain third base eligibility. He's 17% owned. Scott and I picked him up in the uh, For the People League, in which we're terrible. And Hansen replaced Longoria yesterday. I guess Sandoval could play third base when Belt gets back. Sandoval's been playing some first base. But I'd rather it be Hansen. He's got some speed. He's second base eligible. Might gain third base eligibility and 17% owned. Um, and I just want to send a quick note out to uh, one of our listeners who's also in that podcast For the People League. You gotta stop with the Azer trades. Stop sending us these terrible trades for Reese Hoskins and Anthony Rizzo. You want our two best hitters, you're not getting them. Unless you give us something amazing. You know who you are. This is like the fifth or eighth time you've tried. It needs to stop. The, the thing with Azer trades is that I make them once. Maybe twice. And then So we're I done. don't know if it's the same person, but I had to publicly shame someone on Twitter about their, uh, their trade offers and they oh, finally no. stopped. Oh no! Yeah, Adam well, Adam's, the same Adam's publicly that. I, shamed them too. No, I, I'm doing it right now. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to just post a screen grab and say, please stop doing this. So yeah, come on, man. Look, like, look, it's okay. I don't take it personally. It's just you know, don't insult my intelligence. 
Rob Manfred said the DH and the NL is, quote, a continuing source of conversation among the ownership group, and I think that the dialogue actually probably moved a little bit, end quote. Good. Let's get the DH and the NL. It's agreed. It's, it's eventually going to happen. I don't, I don't like it. But it's it's going to happen. Fantasy feud pace. Fantasy feud pace. Uh. Pittsburgh expected to be a seller at the trade deadline, according to MLB.com's John Morosi, which which maybe could impact uh, Fernando Va- Felipe Vasquez. Excuse me. Um, and uh, AJ Przinsky said yesterday on the post game show on Fox Sports One that you know he still seems to have some Braves contacts, and he said they want to add a reliever. He did say that they like Vizcaino in the ninth, or he said something like Vizcaino's been good, but they want to add another reliever. Vizcaino has been good, Scott. Do you think he still is going to uh, maintain that job as the closer all year? My guess right now would be yes. He hasn't. I again, the FIP is a lot higher than the ERA. Um, the walk rate is high. Uh, they're both like survivable problems. I. I just, I'm, I'm always a little scared when the guy, the closer isn't the best reliever in the bullpen. And with Dan Winkler there, that's clearly the case for the Braves. But I, right now I foresee this guy, you know, keeping the job. All right. So I got a stat of the day on Blake Snell. First, I can't, I can't go to your homes and give you money. I can't just hand you 20 bucks or 10 bucks out of my wallet, but I can do that via the SeatGeek app. With our promo code. So next time you are sitting there thinking, I really like to go to a game or a concert or a comedy or a theater. What, how can I get there? Well, it's kind of annoying to try to go on multiple sites and find the best deals. So let SeatGeek do all of that for you. And our promo codes, if you've never used SeatGeek before, use the code FANTASY for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Or use the code TODAY for 10 bucks off any baseball tickets. So SeatGeek will search multiple sites for you. That's why it's going to save you time. And obviously it's going to pull in a whole bunch of good deals because uh, it's looking at a bunch of sites, and that's how it's going to save you money. And when you go on SeatGeek on the app and you look at an event, every seat has a grade. So you can sort by price or you can sort by deal score, which tells you how good the deal is, and then you buy the tickets you want. You go to the game. A lot of times you just do right on your phone. You know, you, you get the tickets on your phone. You know, you buy the tickets on your phone. They're on your phone. You show up. You scan your phone. You're in the stadium. It's really simple. I almost pulled the trigger on Yankees tickets a couple of nights ago. They were kind of cheap because we had lousy weather, but we just couldn't get to the game. But we will soon, and we'll use SeatGeek to get there. The codes are FANTASY for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase and TODAY for 10 bucks off any baseball tickets. All right, your stat of the day. Wondering if there's any regression coming for Blake Snell. He had a bad start yesterday. He entered yesterday's start with the lowest batting average against with runners in scoring position. Does that matter at all to you guys? Well, you frame it as wondering if there's any regression coming. Sure. He has a 159 Babbitt with men on base. He has a .068 Babbitt with runners in scoring position. There is definitely regression coming. But that, like, that's regression to a mid three ZRA rather than a mid two ZRA. That's not it. Based on the skills that he's shown this year, I think the overwhelming uh, consensus of the evidence is that he is very good. And so, yes, there's regression coming, but there's regression coming for pretty much anyone who has a two five eight ERA, except uh, Corey. Yeah, Cooper. and he was pretty wild yesterday. Now. now What's a good strike rate? Not swinging strike, but strikes. 
Sixty percent, sixty-five percent. Yeah, I think uh, I could find league average pretty quickly. Okay, I, I think it'd be closer to sixty-five than sixty. Because he's been Snell's been at sixty-two percent over his last nine starts. I don't know if that's a concern. And then there was an, one other thing that I thought was really interesting. Look at the strand rate leaders. Because Blake Snell is seventh in strand rate. He has stranded eighty-four point seven percent of his runners. But look at the top six: Kluber, Verlander, Degrom, Morton. John Lester, Garrett Cole, and then it's Blake Snell. So it's actually pretty good company to be in. I mean, you strand a lot of runners because you have such good stuff. But then after the top seven, it's Hamels, Skaggs, Gio, Fultonevich, Jake Junis, Max Scherzer, Tyler Malley, and Julio Tehran. Pretty weird top 15. Like a lot of ace, true aces and guys we don't think of it that way, but does that, does that mean that they're, you know, does that mean that Mike Fultonevich is really like close to that company? You know what I mean? I, mean? It's, uh, I I think I think what you see with all of them, including those high end guys, because what Verlander ERA is like one thirty or something. Like they're they're all due ERA correction. And if you look at the left on base percentage leaders last year, it's like Clayton Kershaw, Robbie Ray, Corey Kluber, Gio Gonzalez, Max Scherzer, Drew Pomeranz, Justin Verlander, Irvin's. It's like it's a mix of the best pitchers in baseball and lucky ones, and guys who just got a little bit lucky or did something right. Like, I don't want to attribute everything with that to luck. Some guys really do pitch better with runners on base. Like, I was looking up Domingo Herman's numbers earlier, and he's been much worse with runners on base, like a 200-point OPS split with runners on base. Some guys just can't pitch out of the stretch. Um, So I don't want to dismiss it entirely as luck, but, yeah, like, he's not going to strand 85% of base runners. Last year, Clayton Kershaw is the only one who did that. Um, and now like eight guys are doing that. All right. right and that's, that, I'm very that every, sorry. Yeah. That's like, that's just because it's, you know, worth less than halfway through the on season. June 15th. Eight guys are, eight guys are doing something that only one person did. did right. I'm sorry to um, cut you guys off. I, I, I just, I want to move on. Sky, final point. I was just going to say league average strike percentage is 63.5. So basically right in between what we were saying. Okay. Uh, Brian Dozier went over four. He's batting 230. Uh, his slash line is 230, 309, 397. It's been awful. June 8th, so it's, it's June 15th right now. June 8th of last year, his slash line was 237, 332, 409. Not that much better. And he had a 985 OPS in the second half of 21 homers. June 17th, 2016, his slash line was much, much worse. 227, 325 on base, 369 slugging. Right now it's 230, 309 on base, 397 slugging. Uh, in 2016, his second half OPS was 990 with 28 home runs. We still believe in Brian Dozier. Uh, email of the day number one is from Seth. He said he came across this on the internet, and it deserves some airtime on the podcast. And here it is. There you go. That exists. Uh, that's pretty that's good. good. Braden Lane good. on YouTube. Congratulations. Very funny video. Uh, email of the dude. Uh, sorry, can't get to this. Can't get to this. Uh, Mike in Nueva York was going to read your rankings email. 
I know, I know who you are, Mike. We've met before. You're cool. Couldn't get to your email. Please forgive me. I strongly agree with one of them, by the way. Uh, probably the one we brought up yesterday. The Segura one? Yes. Yeah. Stop uh, hating, Scott. <laughs> I don't hate, like, I move. What are the things, what a like, Chris Towers. Wow, I moved, I, look at this guy, look at how this guy's doing. I'm gonna move him way up my list. And then the next day, Scott, why are you so low on this guy? I just moved him way up. What do you want from me? Should have moved him up more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tried it to, you know what I noticed yesterday? I was trying to make some trades last night. I was trying to trade a catcher, because I have Grandal and Gaddis in a league. Actually, I have Grandal and Gaddis in two leagues, but in this one league, 12 team categories league, trying to trade a catcher. Almost everybody in the league has one good catcher. There are a, what, 10 to 12, like, start-worthy catchers. Kind of lowers... <laughs> okay, look, it, 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 like, I have two of them. But they have Sanchez, they have Posey, they have Salvador Perez, um, they have John Hicks now, uh, and he might be top 12 just by default. Uh, they have JT Realmuto. Like, there are, in a one catcher league, I'm not sure how much value so, I'm gonna get with I, my catcher. I was looking surplus. at the Roto rankings yesterday. I don't think there are any catchers inside the top 150 players in value so far this season. So like, the bar is really low. I think there are tw- exactly 12 inside the top 300. So in that sense, there is not that much difference between the number one and the number 12 catcher right now, but I don't necessarily mean think that means every team has a good catcher. No, almost every team has a catcher that they're comfortable with, whether it's Ramos or Cervelli, Molina, you know, then you're getting to the end of it. But uh, I, I'm going to think I might have a tough time hoarding two good catchers and trying to trade one might not work out for me. But let's take a look. I've been doing a lot. I've been really very active in fantasy lately. been adding a lot of players. I've been adding Ryan Healy, Dylan Covey, I just, as we were on the air and heard Scott raving about Domingo Armand, I dropped Jordan Lyles for him, and I, I would have been sitting Lyles today against at Atlanta anyway. But let's see who the people are adding right now. The most added list will be a lot of two-star pitchers. It will also be Stephen Wright, who starts this weekend. He is a two-star pitcher. He starts at Seattle. He's 64% owned. Hector Rondon, we talked a lot about him. Hector Rondon is number two on the most added list, and he pitched in a four-run game in the ninth inning yesterday. So Rondon is 40% owned. I think I added him last week and then dropped him this week when Giles got the save. Uh, what would you guys yeah, do get with used Hector to that, Rondon? right? Yeah, get used to a lot of adding and dropping Hector Rondon and maybe Ken Giles too in the long run. All right, fair enough. Uh, Dylan Covey, 37%. Max Muncy, 82% owned. Seth Lugo, 36% owned. Just beware, his rotation spot is not set in stone. Uh, Juck Peterson, 55% owned. Take a look at Scott's sleeper hitters. If there are a bunch of righties, I have a feeling Jock Peterson will make that list. Um, let's see. Mike Montgomery, Brian and We've really talked about so many of these guys. Jonathan Loaziga. No idea how to pronounce it. We'll find out tonight when he pitches <laughs> against the Rays. He's 18% owned. Scott, you know what? Let's transition from most added to prospects because this most added list is a dud. Tell me the prospects that you want to be adding right now. So I think the five most stashable prospects, Vladimir Guerrero still tops the list for me, even though he's going to miss a few weeks with a knee injury. It's uh, obviously Ronald Acuna. <laughs> Ronald Acuna? Still technically a prospect. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I limited to guys in the minors. I was just doing a thing. <laughs> it was a bit. Okay. All right. A very funny bit. Um, Aloy Jimenez 
is right in that same tier. Uh, and then after that, it, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're having to scratch a little deeper for ones who are really worth stashing and probably better left for deeper leagues. But I added Clint Frazier to that list because he's hitting about as well as he ever has in the minors right now. And, um, somebody's going to get hurt in that Yankees outfield eventually. Like there's a lot of old guys, a lot of injury prone guys. It's going to happen. He's going to get a shot. No, that's and, not what's going to happen, Scott. Or he'll get traded. There Either way. Either way, is. the door's going to open for him uh, later this year. Uh, Nick Senzel's back on the list. He's Since coming back from vertigo, he's been hitting better. And uh, it's just a shame that they don't try him at shortstop because he looks pretty well blocked at both third base and second base. Uh, but he'll he'll be up at some point this year. Okay. Nick Senzel. And, uh, alright, there you go. There's your prospect report. You can catch it on cbssports.com slash fantasy slash baseball. Jordan Zimmerman expected to rejoin the re- Detroit rotation on Saturday. Joe Mauer expected back today. The Yankees sent Tyler Austin to AAA. Jay Bruce sat with a back issue. Jake Lamb started against the lefty after I said yesterday that he sits against lefties. And then he homered, but it was off a righty. Julio Tehran expected to start on Saturday, and honestly, like Anibal Sanchez has been so good, I don't know what's going to happen in that Braves rotation. What's going to happen in that Braves rotation? Well, who do they need to make room for? Soroka, I guess. So, but he's already in it. Do they have they have Tehran? Tehran. Oh yeah. Um, McCarthy uh, pitches tonight. You got McCarthy, Soroka, Fultonevich, Newcomb, Tehran, and now Anibal Sanchez. I mean, it's a toss-up between McCarthy and Tehran, who's been the worst this year. Tehran's obviously not losing his job. I would guess, I would guess, I would guess either Anibal Sanchez goes to the bullpen or Mike Soroka gets sent, sent to the minors. Can, can I make a uh, a timely reference? Yeah. Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> what? What is that reference? Oh, that was that's uh, that's uh. That's something Nando used to say, remember? Look, when it comes Reference to, to Jurassic Park, yeah, obviously. Yeah, when it comes oh. to which the Jurassic World comes out, I think, next week. So, yeah, it's timely. When it comes to pitching, and I think we see this all of the time, we're like, where is he going to fit in the rotation? Somewhere. Eventually. Eventually, yeah, but I, I I don't want Mike Soroka to get set down. And Sanchez has been good enough, unfortunately. Right, but like... Maybe it's Brandon McCarthy gets DFA'd because they're not really paying him anything. I think the Dodgers took a bunch of money. Like, well, it's, it canceled out what they were paying Matt Kemp or okay, something like yeah. that. Like, yeah. but maybe like somehow someone will be out of the rotation. Yeah. All right. Maybe it takes a couple of weeks, but if you like Mike Soroka, and I think we all do, I think you still want to hang on to him, even if he has to go out of the rotation because Brandon McCarthy is still in it. Coming up on the show. Really impressive starts from David Price, who was hitting 95, 96 miles per hour on the gun yesterday. And Felix Hernandez, who had a great curveball yesterday. Uh, first, though, you're a sports fan, right? Okay, you, you like sports. You like baseball. Watch some baseball on your Roku. You can watch live sports, and you can watch more than 500,000 movies and TV shows on Roku. Go to Roku.com. It's not too late to get this as a Father's Day gift. All right? It starts at $29.99. I have a Roku. Most cool people have Roku's, okay? You put basically any app you want on there, including the CBS Sports app. I got Netflix on there. I got Amazon Prime. I got movie channels on there. I watch – okay, I'm sorry to 
plug a competitor. I watch ESPN three on there, so, or watch ESPN on there, so I do watch some live sports on there. But um, I I can watch if you have a premium subscription to a professional sports league app, they're available on Roku. If you don't have a premium subscription, you can often watch your local teams live with apps through your cable providers, and like I said, all those movies and TV shows. So you you know you don't need TV anymore if you have Roku. Get on Roku right now. R O K U dot com. They start at twenty nine ninety nine. Are these players trending up or trending down, in your opinion? Brandon Nimmo, he homered yesterday 17 strikeouts in 11 games in June. And that was the plate discipline was so good, that's kind of gone out the window. Is Brandon Nimmo trending up or trending down? I mean, it's a longer trend than just this year of the plate discipline being good for Nimmo. Uh, I understand he's been kind of cold lately, but I think the the bigger issue of him being assured playing time, trend, he's trending up. Yeah, I, I don't see any reason to, like, I'm looking at his rolling 15-game average for swing percentage and swing percentage on pitches outside of the zone, and there's nothing alarming there. He's not chasing a bunch or anything. Okay, Brandon Nimmo's trending up. Is Carlos Rodon trending up or trending down? He has gone five innings in each of his two starts, giving up two runs. He walked three and struck out four against Cleveland. His two starts have been at Boston and home against Cleveland, so welcome back, Carlos Rodon. Is he trending up or trending down? Uh, trending up, I think, without question. He is, uh, uh, who, I, come back to me. <laughs> I have an uh, interesting, like, I, I don't think anybody was adding him with the belief he'd be an immediate must start option for yeah. them. Like, he, you pick him up for good matchups, two start weeks, and the hope he breaks out. Okay. I have to find my Rodon tidbit. Hold on. Uh, I'll talk while I'm doing that. I, it's interesting. He's throwing his fastball about 70% of the time so far through his two starts. Um, which means he hasn't been throwing his slider very much. That's been his best pitch going back to high school, presumably. Uh, but it was the pitch that made him a prospect as a uh, as a college pitcher. And so, you know, once he starts throwing that, I'll feel really good because he, yeah, you know, he's throwing his changeup a little bit more too. So, you know, that's the key for me with him. With Rodon, okay, okay. Oh, oh, we're not done. Would you be surprised to learn that Carlos Rodon is only six days younger than Blake Snell? No, not really. I thought it was shocking. I feel like we think of Rodon as someone who's very old. He's 25. I don't think of him as old. And I think the Blake Snell comparison in terms of what he is now, what he could be, is apt. Okay. Uh, Tyson Ross, is he trending up or trending down? He's been no. kind of meh lately. Oh, he's trending down. If you, I mean, if you're forced to pick one or the other, he's trending down. He has been kind of meh lately, and that goes to the strikeouts. It goes to the swinging strikes. Um, he doesn't throw as hard as he did prior to thoracic outlet surgery, and he's basically a two-pitch pitcher. So I do worry a little that the league might be catching up to the uh, knee-buckling nature of the slider and just learning to work <laughs> around that. Would you drop Tyson Ross for Carlos Rodon? I wouldn't. I would. I mean, you you probably have a worse pitcher, but, yeah, I would rather have Rodon than Ross. So, yeah, Ross, I, mean, I think that what's really disappointing about Ross is that his last four matchups have been Miami twice, Cincinnati, and, you know, at Atlanta yesterday. That's fine, but hasn't really taken advantage. Still has the great home park. And he's got Oakland at home next week. Starter sit Ross against Oakland. It would, I wouldn't be afraid to start him. It would just, it would totally depend what else I had. All right, four up. 
Uh, how about I have you rank these guys rest of season? These guys are crushing it. Karis Davis, Chris Davis. He's basically having his Chris Davis season, batting right around 250. He has 20 home runs already. He's on pace, I think, for 48. He's usually like a 43 guy, 43 homer guy. But uh, seven home runs in June for Chris Davis. Reese Hoskins, since coming off the DL, it's only been five games, but he's batting 353 with two home runs, three walks, four strikeouts. Andrew McCutcheon, here he comes. Last 21 days, he's the fourth best outfielder in points, ninth best in Roto, and he is having a great June right now. Uh, and it's been a little bit longer than that for McCutcheon. And Trevor Story, uh, 26.6% K rate, which is a career low for him. Still been pretty bad on the road, but 829 slugging percentage at home, and Story's a top five shortstop. So if you He's were drafting, yeah, I'm sorry, if you were drafting today, my bad, Chris, would you take Chris Davis, Reese Hoskins, or how would you draft them? Davis, Hoskins, McCutcheon, Story. That order. Um, but Story is making much more contact than he ever has. His contact percentage, uh, had been right around 71, 72% before this season. It's up to 77%. Swing strike rate down to 11.1% from 14% last year. So there are apparent improvements in Trevor Story's skill set that I don't think we've given him credit for. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that he deserves to be last, to be honest. I, I think does. McCutcheon's definitely a more of a head-to-head point-specific player at this stage of his career. Uh, so he might be last for me in Roto. Okay, but it, da- still, Davis still, or Hoskins? Up top. I still think I might prefer Hoskins, and maybe that seems nutty. I, I, I feel like he deserves more leash than he's, than, than swipping, flipping them around would give him. You, you know, I think it's very nice. I just want to thank Chris Davis for being a predictable fantasy baseball player. I think that you just yeah. know exactly what you're getting. Thank you, Chris Davis. And he's, and he's really good. He is really good. Every year. He is less than great. Yeah. All right. Three-man rotation. I don't know why I put Felix Hernandez in the rotation. He should have been with the fringy starting pitchers. He should have been – like Felix Hernandez coming off a great start against Boston. I watched a lot of this start. It was up way too late. He really doesn't have much of a fastball. He threw one to – he just – it was kind of like a show pitch. He threw one to Benintendi – or was it Bogarts. Bogarts crushed it for a homer. But, man, the curveball was great yesterday. The changeup was great. And he's been inconsistent. 66% owned, but two great starts lately. Um, so talking about Velasquez and Herman, is Felix Hernandez, where's Felix Hernandez with Domingo Herman and Vince Velasquez? He, he's behind both. Okay. There's just not the same upside there. What do you make of David Price throwing 95 yesterday? His velocity has been up over the last couple of starts. I think, uh, in the month of June, his average fastball velocity, according to Brooks Baseball, is about a mile per hour up, uh, relative to where it was before. So, that's promising. Yeah. Uh, I, I still just am so nervous about his arm, about his elbow. Sure. That's got away in your mind if you're a David Price owner. But last seven starts, he's a 264 ERA and more than a strikeout per inning. And as Scott has pointed out many times, he's not, Price is not a guy who relies on swinging strikes. So he only had five last night. But that's he's not necessarily a guy where you look at that. And uh, Clevenger, 11 strikeouts. He only has 80 and 91 and a third this year, but big game for him yesterday. And okay. Yeah, and that's been like since the start of May, his swinging strike rate has been back to where it was last year. So I think we're going, like I think that strikeout number is already begun to correct and it's going to continue to correct. 
You like any of these guys in deep leagues? Just a couple of hitters, Matt Duffy and Nico Goodrum. Goodrum has been interesting this season. I don't know if he's been good, but he's been interesting. Like there's some athleticism there, you know, he could steal maybe 15 bases. He could hit maybe 20 homers. I, I think that's interesting enough to be, you know, more than AL only relevant. Okay. So you like him better than Matt Duffy? If you in a vacuum, I'd be more likely to use Matt Duffy, but I think Goodrum has more upside. Duffy, you know, the batting average helps. You know who I like more than both Adam is the guy you just dropped for Alan Hansen, <laughs> Johan Camargo. Yeah, okay, okay, because he gets on base. He gets on base. He gets yeah. I mean, he gets on base a ton. His bat, uh, like he's shown a lot more power this year. His BABIP is two thirty eight. He's had a lot of misfortune. All right. Hey, it's deep leagues. It's good stuff. Johan Camargo, yeah. Matt Duffy, Nico Goodrum. Pitchers, do you, do you see any pitchers who are under-owned here? Uh, they're all 26% owned or, or less. Tyler Anderson, Tyler Malley, Andrew Suarez, Matt Cook, Dan Straley, Anibal Sanchez, Jason Hamill, and Derek Rodriguez. Anibal Sanchez is probably under-owned uh, just because he's RP-eligible. So you probably could use him as a sparp in a deeper head-to-head league. But beyond that, I don't think. Derek Rodriguez is kind of interesting, guys. Um, he's got the Marlins at home next week, and he's 3% owned. He's 3% owned. I count myself among the owners um, in a 24-team dynasty league. Okay. But, like, I mean, he had a good strikeout rate and a good walk rate in the minors, but he also seems like he can be pretty hittable at times and just doesn't have that prospect pedigree. Is I think he's a two-star pitcher this week, actually. Oh, is he? I think. Uh, Absolutely, like, 80-grade hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, he is a two-star. Oh, my gosh. So Derek Rodriguez has the same awesome matchups that Andrew Suarez has, Miami and San Diego, both at home. I don't know that I don't prefer him to Suarez. I'm not – I don't think I'm going to add either in a standard mixed league. I, I know I'm not going to add either in a standard mixed league. Yeah. Who am I kidding? But I don't know if I if I don't prefer him to Suarez is like the most <laughs> damning with faint praise thing I've ever heard. Well, you don't understand. Heath, Heath was really hyping Suarez's two-star potential yesterday, so I'm, I'm combating that. All right, I think we're going to save Fantasy Feud for next week. Sorry, everybody. No. Let's do We were so good. Yeah, let's do eight emails in four minutes. This is from John in Tennessee. Scott, you mentioned you dropped Braun in your rankings, but you didn't give a reason why. That's my fault. I didn't let Scott give a reason why. Do you mind elaborating? I have a feeling you just don't like Ryan Braun. You haven't looked at what he's doing. I know he's easy to hate and gets hurt pretty often, but when he's in the lineup, you have to admit Ryan Braun has been pretty good, especially lately. No, it's not true. He really hasn't been. No. <laughs> His numbers have been in pretty steady decline the last few years, and now he's not even close to playing every day. So, like, he could be the one who suffers the most, I think, from Eric Thames coming back. I, they're not going to bench Ryan. Like that's, They bench him a lot already. Right, but they're not going to, like, I don't think Eric Thames coming back is going to impact Ryan Braun. Like, they're, they're I, sitting Ryan, they're not sitting Ryan Braun because he's not playing well. They're sitting Ryan Braun I, because well, they want to keep him not, healthy. He's not playing that well. Right, um, but he, like, I, I would guess he starts less often than both Aguilar and Thames. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, you look at his production lately, Ryan Braun would rather hit at Philadelphia than at Colorado. This is the guy that in his career has always just 
been unbelievable at Philadelphia. And he recently went 6-for-12 with two home runs, seven RBIs, and six runs last week at Philadelphia. That's been a big part of it. He just he said he sees the ball very well in that park. All right, next email um, is kind of a long one. To DeWitt to quit says, hey, George, Michael, Job, and Tobias, uh, how do you feel about punting categories in a 12-team, 12-category league? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine punting a category in a 12-category league. The more categories there are, the, the much more viable to punt. In fact, you probably should punt some. You kind of have one. to. Yeah. Like, it's right, because if you lose, you're not, you're not going to be competitive in everything with that many categories. Right. Like, and it's probably, rather than try to be good at all of them, it's probably best to pick your battles. Right. And hopefully it's a stat, it's like a steal, steals or something, which, if you punt home runs, then you're also probably, punt, you know, you're hurting yourself in RBIs and runs. If you punt steals, it's just steals. Yeah. All right. Yeah, from, that's, you have to pick a, a stat that's not connected to anything. Right. Else. From Adam, what the heck is wrong with Jonathan's scope? Bit of bad luck, bit of not playing well. Yeah. Like, he kind of threaded the needle last year having such a good year with his uh, profile. You know, that just a bad, like a guy who isn't going to have the great strikeout to walk ratio, um, really needs to hit for average. And that's hard, that's hard to do year in and year out. Would you rather have Jonathan Scope or Chris Taylor? I think I'd rather have Scope, but that's kind of the range I've dropped Scope to. All right. Give me Taylor. This one's from Michael. Can we get a remix of the intro song where singing, Help you with league dominance is replaced with one of Heath's favorite phrases. Crazy town banana pants. <laughs> that would be fun. Alright, get on that, Doc. Um, from Taylor, Ryan Zimmerman or Jesus Aguilar? Aguilar. Jesus Aguilar. Yep. From JT Higginbottom from Marietta, Georgia. Grade the trade in a 14-team points league. Give up Ross Stripling and Juan Soto. Ross Stripling and Juan Soto get Travis Shaw. F. <laughs> I'm not, like, that's not an exaggeration. I like Travis Shaw fine. I think he's a good player. I'm not 100% convinced that Juan Soto's not just a better player right now. Who? Juan, Juan Soto. Soto. Oh, yeah. I heard I heard a Juan in there. Juan. <laughs> what? I heard you said Juan Soto, I think. Like kind of how Heath says whip. Oh. Cool whip. Juan Soto. <laughs> All right. You give it an F, Scott. Stripling and Soto for Travis Shaw. I won't be that harsh. I'll give it a D plus. I don't like it either. Dating back to the start of the 2017 season, including the minors, Juan Soto has a 12.61 OPS against lefties, by the way. Wow. Uh, from as, Andrew, a left as a 19-year-old lefty. Yeah. From Andrew, rank these R Miguel Cabrera replacements. Matt Olson, CJ Crone, John Hicks, Yonder Alonso. Matt Olson. And mm -hmm. rank them. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Hicks is like, you don't want to start him at first base. Yeah, I just, I, I don't think the other guys are even in the same ballpark as Matt Olson. So Matt Olson, Yonder Alonso, CJ Crone, John Hicks. Cool. Yeah. And from Rosendo, someone just dropped John Gray in my 10 team head to head league. I'm second in waivers. I'm struggling with pitching. Is John Gray worth the waiver claim? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's he's one of those pitchers who I feel like you're kind of stuck with just because the upside is so high, even if you don't want to use him. Ten team league, that like the rules change for a format that shallow. He 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 probably can sit on waivers, but there's no harm in picking him up either. All right, I think we have a pretty exciting two star pitcher week. So let's get to it. Well, oh man, I'm just gonna ask this now. So you're gonna start him in a two star week. Are you going to start Jacob Degrom at Colorado in a daily league on Monday? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So Blake Snell is at Houston at home against the Yankees. He, he's must start no matter what, right? Yes. Oh. <coughs> Sonny Gray at Washington and at Tampa Bay. Ooh. Two starts in a row against Washington. Is that what's going on for him? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, first one, pro- first one yeah, points so you're definitely starting yeah, him. And you're probably starting him because that matchup against Tampa Bay is really nice, too. And they're both on the road. Marco Gonzalez at the Yankees and at Boston. Nope. Probably I, I, not. At points league, I'd still do it. Okay. Like, you can, you can, you know, disaster start isn't as much of a disaster in that format. Except he's going against two of the best swinging strike pitchers in baseball, Domingo Urban and Chris Sale. Yeah. <laughs> still, you still hope for a lot of innings in nah, that. Just kidding, right? You know. Uh, Jameson Tyone, Milwaukee and Arizona at home. Um, I, yeah, you do that. You start yeah. him. Can Luke Weaver get you through the week at Philadelphia and at Milwaukee? It, it's just seems like a points league option for me. And, um, if he has two lackluster starts again, I think we're he's on the verge of getting dropped. All right, Caleb Smith at San Francisco and at Colorado. The points leagues where you can start him at relief pitcher. I think you have to do it. In a roto league, I'm not I'm not so worried about missing out on the strikeouts. Yeah, uh, especially with a Colorado start. He could wreck your your uh ratio ratio stats. Ratio stats. Yeah, is what I was going to say. There you go, Nick Pavetta, St. Louis, and at Washington, must start. Carlos Rodon at Cleveland and Oakland at home. At Cleveland, home against Oakland. Uh, probably not in a roto league yet. He's the one and, of all the pitchers we've talked about so far. He's the one I'd be least interested in starting. You'd start Caleb Smith over Carlos Rodon. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, Yolis Shasin at Pittsburgh and home against St. Louis. Do you lease him for week 12? I'm okay with that. He's definitely on the fringes. Okay. I'd rather start him than Caleb Smith. But really, we do have a, just like a much better week than normal, I think, with these guys. Shoshin, Mike Montgomery, we talked about. Domingo, uh, no, we didn't talk about. Domingo Armand, we talked about. Seattle and at Tampa Bay. Montgomery, RP eligible, and the Dodgers and at the Reds. I think he's definitely worth starting as a Spartan in a points league. But that's probably as far as I'd go. Oh, you know, other than right. like, in a lonely, obviously. Yeah, Shasin or Montgomery? I Chassin. would rather have Shasin. Trevor, I can't start Trevor Williams, right? Nope. Nope. Dylan Covey, I said I am starting him in two points leagues next week. I will not start him in Roto. I worry about yeah. the whip and the maybe strikeouts. But yep. Covey at Cleveland and home against Oakland. I think this is a perfect two-start streamer in points leagues. Like I was saying earlier, high floor, his uh his ground ball um 
extreme ground ball rate gives him a high floor and the potential for a lot of innings. All right, now let me just read some other guys. Tyler Chatwood. Nope. Tyler Anderson. Not with two home starts. <sighs> he's he's okay at home though. He has been better at home, I believe. Yeah, like this, like I I don't think it's horrible to pick him up, but I'm probably not going to do it in any of my leagues. Okay, I actually I'm not convinced that Tyler Anderson is a two star pitcher, but we also have. Um, Tyler Anderson has a 514 ERA at home this year, by the way, with a 902 OPS allowed. Okay, so then who, there is a, okay, that, then I got him confused with another Rockies pitcher who's star- starting well, I mean, this he weekend. And, he and Kyle Freeland. That might uh, be the guy. Last year they were both better at home. And I don't know, I don't have the game log in front of me, but it could just be one or two bad starts that have skewed the ERA this year. Uh, Jason Vargas, Andrew Suarez, Paul Blackburn, who has great matchups next week. Like, that's the thing. Even some of the pitchers we don't like have good matchups. Like, Suarez, Blackburn, Derek Rodriguez. Um, Eric Lauer's matchups aren't terrible. Yeah, Eric Lauer. Uh, we don't like Jaime Garcia. I no, I mean, Paul Blackburn is, uh, I don't think very good. He has, like, I think four, under four strikeouts per nine for his career. I think he's pretty bad, but... Um, in a two-star week where he's at San Diego and then at the Chicago White Sox, yeah, I good. think you consider it in a points league. But at I, least. I, I like Rodriguez better. Derek Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know if I have a strong preference, but all I see is Blackburn has an 11.05 ERA in his last. I think Rodriguez starts. is better. All right. So, so look, it, it's not the worst week. The, the matchups are good out there. Oh, well, okay, Blackburn gave up eight runs and one and a third in his last start, so that's kind of skewing everything. Uh, and I think he's only made two starts. So let's move on. Weekend streamers, we'll finish it. We'll send you into the weekend with some pitchers you can pick up over the, over, uh, off waivers and try to win a, a daily league, uh, a daily, a week in a daily league. Maybe I'll stop talking now and just read names. <laughs> Tell me if you like any of these guys. They're going tonight. Chad Cool against Cincinnati. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Kyle Gibson at Cleveland. Not in this matchup, but I like him generally. I don't. I don't mind him. It's not a good matchup, but he's he's a he's a pretty good pitcher. Jonathan Jonathan L against Tampa Bay for the Yankees. Not in his debut, but he's he's definitely somebody I'm keeping an eye on. Nate Evaldi against the Yankees. At the Yankees. No. No. Jose Arena at Baltimore. Maybe. Yeah, maybe mm, the Baltimore. It's a pretty good matchup. Hmm. I guess it's not too far behind, like, cool against Cincinnati. Okay. But, eh. How about Clayton Richard and Brandon McCarthy facing each other in Atlanta? McCarthy, I'm, if you're desperate. I think I'm actually more interested in Richard, but it's uh, it's it's still probably a no. Brent Suter against Philadelphia. No. Nope. Mike Fires at the White Sox. No. No. Mike Fires at the White Sox. That's funny. Ronaldo Lopez against Detroit. I wouldn't. I, yeah, I, I mean, is, this is the team that just got Lance Lynn just got twenty swinging strikes. Yeah, against. I might do it. And Castellanos is like zero for eighteen. Miggy's out. Chris Bassett against the Angels. No, no. Seth Lugo at Arizona. Yeah. All right, all right. So we got some options <laughs> okay. tonight. Chad, Scott, and Chris don't agree on everyone. Chad, Cool, Kyle Gibson, Jose Urania, Reynaldo Lopez, Seth Lugo. Look at them. Saturday, Ryan Yarbrough at the Yankees. No. Jordan Zimmerman at the White Sox. No. Danny Duffy against Houston. No. Kyle Freeland at Texas, and Freeland has been better at home. 
Is that Texas? Probably not, but he's the best one so far. Alex Cobb against Miami. No. Luis Castillo at Pittsburgh. Sure. Yeah. Ivan Nova against the Reds. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> no. put him in italics. Yes! <laughs> Mick Tropiano at Oakland. Uh, no. Fernando Romero at Cleveland. Don't love the matchup. Uh, yeah. No, I can't trust uh, If him. I said yes to Gibson, I guess I got to say yes to him, too. All right, I'll put him in italics. That's why I said no to Gibson. <laughs> you didn't want to back yourself into that exactly. corner. Junior Guerra against Philadelphia. No. Jordan Lyles at Atlanta. No. Steven Wright at Seattle. Let's see how today to – oh, this is the start. <laughs> I'll <laughs> say yes. To Steven Wright. And yes. Steven Matz at Arizona. No, thank you. So keep an eye on Luis Castillo, nope. Ivan Nova, Fernando Romero, and Steven Wright. We also got a <sighs> – about Junior Guerra from Scott. On Sunday, we got Sam Gavilio against Washington. No. Nope. Jake Odorizzi at Cleveland. No. No. Anthony DiScafani at Pittsburgh. No, but I want to see. Those twins pitchers at Cleveland are killing me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> CC Sabathia against Tampa Bay. I know, yeah, that's pretty good. I'll do it. Blaine Hardy at the White Sox. No. Nope. James Shields against Detroit. No. Uh-uh. No. Jace, Chase Anderson against Philadelphia. I actually don't know how owned he is. Chase I'm Anderson. not starting him, but I want to see if the velocity stays up from his yeah. most recent start. Brad okay. Keller against Houston. No. No. Daniel Mangdon against the Angels. Not with the way his last couple no. starts went. No. Zach Wheeler at Arizona. No. I mind that one. I could do that. No. Okay. Clay Buckholtz against the Mets. Nope. Caleb Ferguson against San Francisco. Nope. Mike no. Leake against Boston. No. No. Sabathia, Chase Anderson, Zach Wheeler. Yeah, none of them have consensus, but Sabathia, Chase Anderson, Zach Wheeler are possibilities. Happy Father's Day, Scott. Thank you. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Yeah. All right. See ya. And uh, we will talk to you on Monday. Keep it real.